Good morning, Paul and Rigo here, Toronto Real Estate Unfiltered. Wishing you guys all a really great week this week. Still got a little more, a little bit more time in the uh, in the summer season. It's still nice and hot today. Just coming back from a meeting with a client uh, this morning, and I thought it was a good time to do my. Um, my sort of my bombshell podcast that I've been planning this week and uh, I always think better as I'm moving instead of um, you know in a seat somewhere so uh, here it is so you'll probably uh, hear me a little out of breath it's been a lot of walking before and after the appointment so um, I I I, I'm, I'm, I'll I'm brag just as much about my steps that I take every day as I do about uh, uh, any other feats uh, or any stories that I have for, for real estate. So that uh, basically brings me to this point. When there's no story, there's no soul. You cannot tell me that anyone is going to pay a million dollars for something when the value of it does not exceed a million it just doesn't make sense and it just doesn't happen it's just it's just not the way it works so what boggles my mind absolutely boggles my mind is what i call the five hundred thousand dollar fuck up that i saw recently in the toronto real estate market not the first time i saw it but i saw it again and the reason that sort of made me even angrier is because a client of mine uh, lives in this particular building where this happened. And uh, basically the way it works for me is that I know um, over the last 20 years or so, I know a lot of people in a lot of buildings. So I do try to keep in touch with as many of them as I possibly can and get my, uh, my scoop, so to speak, about those buildings. So in this particular one, um, I let the client know exactly the story behind this situation where it was listed approximately half a million dollars more than where it ended up selling uh, in the end. There was some adjustments made, some behind-the-scenes stuff that you might not see online, but I do. Um, and I, generally speaking, um, I don't agree with it. I just don't think that uh, whenever there's a story to be told, especially when it comes to uh, a unique property. For example, I'll use the property I'm dealing with today. It's a built. It's a home that was built in the 20s. So before I even get to the point where there's a sign in the lot, I am digging up information on this property, putting together the story of perhaps Laura and Mike Smith, just made up names, uh, a couple from the 20s, she was a dressmaker. He was a welder. Um, uh, it could, could be a carpenter. could be a butcher. Whatever the story is. Tell the story of the property. Tell the story of the time. Uh, I just did the same thing with a property from the 30s. And I went through absolutely everything I could find uh, that related to the history of the property. And uh, sort of what was going on at the time. Um, part of that also included, and it always does for me, to make sure that there's a, um, again, there's a pre-listing event, there's a giant grand opening, and that, that there, there's a theme throughout the process of selling your property. Now, this is, again, this is the reality of it is, uh, I'll treat every property I handle, whether it's a 
half a million dollar loft or a $3 million home. I'll treat it with exactly um, everything that I've got. But more importantly, the higher those numbers go up, the more important the story being told is. So when I do see, um, you know, a property on the market that could be, uh, you know, underpriced by, uh, undervalued actually, by half a million or a million dollars, and I just saw another listing today uh, that left at least 25 to 30% on the table, um, and they seem to have been, they seem to be doing, whether it's their intention or not, they seem to be following a discount approach, which is absolutely um, crazy for anybody to um, lose 20% to save 2%. And that's the only way I can explain it rationally, because this is, again, another one of those cases where I see somebody thinking that, oh, yeah, I'll you know, hire the cheapest person I can, save 2%. Um, and meanwhile, you end up leaving 20 plus percent more on the table. Neither the agent that's involved or the seller might even know that's going on. It's just um, crazy that it would happen, but it's happening. It's happening as we speak. So my point here is you want to be able to um, always tell a story about the property that you're dealing with. And you don't want to be in a position where you're unable to do that or you have to sort of come up with something at the last minute. It really isn't um, the smartest way to go. The reason it isn't is because if you have not done all the hard work beforehand, and I mean long beforehand, to create value, then you are never going to be able to explain why the property that is listed for a million is really worth 1.2. The rule of thumb, and for me this is the case with every single listing I've dealt with this year, not, not one of them has had a price adjustment, reduction, increase, anything all across the board, and I have broken some sold records in various areas, from Whitby uh, right to the Oakwood Vaughn area with the listings that I've had, uh, the downtown core. So this is something that has been proven. It's not something that it's a random thing for me. It's something I've been working on for a long time. So if there's no story, there's no sold. And if you're in a position where you don't understand that or you don't believe it, then you might be leaving hundreds, you might be leaving thousands, or unfortunately, you might be leaving hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table that you really cannot afford to, uh, for most of us, uh, anybody who's worked hard, saved money, uh, and, and I'll tell, and I'll add this story to it because I've uh, heard a, a few sort of interesting stories about stuff to do with the um, the real estate lottery, as it was referred to, uh, as a client of mine mentioned that certain people born in a certain time um, obviously have some sort of unfair advantage because they bought at a, at a price where it was much less. Let me tell you the story behind what I had to go through to get to that point, because it is, it is, there is no, there, there was no lottery, believe me, saving money, putting money aside, paying, still paying rent at home, by the way. So it was never, I never had a free ride, not once. Um, saving money as much as I could. I actually had on my chart, on my wall, a um, just a just a, a savings chart, and I would just every time I put another fifty, a hundred, or two hundred, or a thousand, I would put that chart. I would make that number rise. I would make the little red line rise, 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 until I got where I had to be as far as savings go. 
everybody who looks back, this is, this is the problem I have with anybody saying that it was easier. Perhaps the money amount was less, but at the time, and my first mortgage was approximately $140,000 at the time, and it's still to me this day, that seemed, that seemed like the world on my shoulders. It's obviously more now. I understand. Everything is. But I wouldn't say to anyone, and this is a specifically to anyone who had saved money their own way, no hand-me-downs, no silver spoons, nothing like that. Um, I was born and I came from uh, a family where that was not uh, ever going to be an option or isn't um, an option at all. So when you're thinking about making, you know, again, a big decision, whether it's your first purchase whether it's a sale, whatever it is, be sure to think it through and make sure you know the story behind the souls that are near you. And that's something that I do a lot of research on. And I'll let you know, even those places you saw that have seen, um, that you may have seen the sold over asking signs on, sometimes those are 100% bullshit. Does it mean anything? sold over asking in some cases when it's promoted could be as little as a dollar had somebody do that in my own neighborhood um i saw the sign come up i looked it up it was literally a dollar over asking uh, it wasn't even anywhere close to a record-breaking price my focus and you won't see them on my signs you'll just see sold uh it's good enough for me good enough for the, the sellers good enough for the buyers that's the point but my point also there is that until you've actually done the research and you know how it compares to other actual solds, um, it doesn't mean anything. So if, it's, if it actually has broke a sold record, which I have, again, in several cases this year, and hopefully I will with you as well. Thanks for tuning in. Any questions at all, don't hesitate to connect with me. Even leave me a voice message here on the podcast. There's a button you can click for that. Um, and of course, head over to mysoldreport.com and sign up. And uh, that is the absolute best way to get all the latest updates and all the inside scoop on everything you're going to need.